0: And good morning, everybody. We have got another fresh podcast direct from the chia head of Bob Ross uh, in the smoking deck of the domicile of doom, also affectionately referred to as Stogie's Corner. It's a dilly of a dally. Anyway, it had been a little bit since I had posted something, and I will freely acknowledge that a lot of it has to do with quarantine and overall isolation and all the rest of that. It's been interesting in its own way because on the one hand it's mind-numbing to be home all the time but on the other hand I'm comfortable enough with myself that a little bit of isolation isn't that bad and thanks to a lot of Red Dead Redemption I've gained an appreciation for horses and possibly taken up shooting sometime. Not that I expect to be any good but it's always good to have hobbies especially in case the Zombie apocalypse comes and fuel then becomes a little bit spent. But now that has me thinking about zombie horses, so it's a problem with the free flowing state of mind. So today I actually wanted to talk about something that I think is kind of interesting the concept of wisdom. Now, we all understand that there's a tremendous difference between knowledge and wisdom, book learning and common sense. One of my favorite metaphors for it is, knowledge is knowing that Frankenstein wasn't the monster, whereupon wisdom is knowing that Frankenstein was indeed truly the monster. So when I was young, I wasn't a sporty kid. I was the youngest, I was the scrawniest. I was the runt of the litter, the mutt of the bunch. My oldest brothers were a good decade older than me, and the brother just older older than me was the charismatic, sporty type, whereupon I was a lot more posh in my spice. Because I was completely unable to compete, I decided the better way to do things was to get smart, and early on having a penchant for reading, uh, having a preference for vocabulary, and having a real love of wordplay brought to me by wonderful things like The Muppet Show and Bullwinkle, it was a natural course of action. And really, once you get a taste of some degree of knowledge, it's really hard to not aggressively pursue every other bit. I am a data junkie beyond hope. And with that... It's very, very easy for me to chase every bit of information I can get, and I really appreciate it. When I was young though, I already had a good handle on the fact that there is a difference between knowing things and knowing what to do with that knowledge. So, growing up with a religious background, One of the examples that was given was Solomon. Oh, neighbor's pulling out. That could be a lot dirtier in in other circumstances if we weren't, like, talking about wisdom and shit like that. Give him a minute, though, and, and we'll get a little bit more indulgent in this. So, the concrete example that was given with regard to wisdom was Solomon, who God had offered him whatever he could possibly want. Riches, power, kingdoms all over. And Solomon was considered wise because he chose wisdom. And actually, if you go through to read the Bible, uh, not only does it have some really great lusty stuff in the Song of Solomon, but Ecclesiastes is a wonderful book where a lot of it really does narrow down the scope of, you know, don't sweat the small stuff, and it's ultimately all small stuff, you know take care of the molehills and the mountains will take care of themselves, and how much really actually matters in things and how much doesn't matter. Really favorable. Needless to say, he asked God for wisdom and God granted wisdom. That's a great plan, I thought. Well, so when I was young, God only knows how old at this point. It's been a good 30 years since I actually paid attention to shit like that when I was young, I decided, you know what, that's what I want. I want wisdom. And I held deeply the belief that what I wanted more than anything else was to be the village elder. I wanted to be the person that folks went to when they had questions, when they needed someone who understood that there's ways that things can and should be done in order to be easier to work with. I loved the sages, for lack of a better term. Your Merlins, your your Sherlock Holmes, uh, your gracious. Who's the one I'm thinking of? Uh, you know the the concept of the Osmandias, the concept of the Gilgamesh, the the folks who had lived long and healthy lives. Uncle Iro, for example, from uh, Last Airbender, he had gone through enough that he had a very firm grasp on what reality was and what it would offer and how it could be benefit, And really provided one of the most excellent examples of actual applied wisdom that I think I could really recall. And with that, toward the tail end of the series, he also showed that applied wisdom sometimes needs to be set aside for actual action. So you get the idea, you get the vibe, you understand what I'm shooting for. You know, I, I, when I was very young, I wanted to be intelligent. As I got older, I wanted to be wise. And so I thought, you know what, that's the goal I'm going to shoot for. Well, so one thing that a lot of people neglect with regard to wisdom is that wisdom is not without a price. Everything has a price. It's just a question of what you're willing to pay. Unfortunately, with wisdom, what that price is, is experience. Wisdom is not bought cheap. You cannot live a comfortable life. Uh, You cannot live a life unaffected and gain wisdom. One of my personal favorite little mantras is the good judgment comes from experience and experience comes from bad judgment. It's not enough to want to be wise, but you have to make enough mistakes. You have to do enough personal screw-ups. You have to do enough personal errors to understand not just the benefits of wisdom, but the consequences of foolishness. And oh, Lord, Let me tell you, I have done some foolish, foolish, foolish things in my day. Thankfully, it has provided the opportunity, though, that because of that experience, when anyone else comes up with something, if I don't have an example, I have an experience, which it's been hard fought, it's been hard won, but it's been absolutely beneficial uh, to the point where it's a rare occasion where someone brings me a problem or an inquiry and i don't know how to address it or at least how to address it after some contemplation on the subject and you can again you can only get that from effort you can only get that from making mistakes you can only get that from putting yourself out there and taking those risks That's where a lot of it really comes back. And I won't lie, lately I've been kind of bemoaning things a bit. I've been... Honestly, I constantly beat myself up over what I haven't accomplished. Over the wasted potential of who I am. I am without a doubt my worst critic and a savage one at that. But I was sitting back the other week and realizing that a lot of the things that I'm having to deal with and a lot of the things that I have had to deal with, you know, narcissists, uh, different abuse, depression, anxiety, all that stuff, has been in the furtherance of the lifetime goal of being that sage, of being that village elder, of being everybody else's Uncle Iroh. It's brought some distance from people. It's brought some real challenges when it comes to reconciling tolerance of certain things without necessarily tearing them down. Uh, It's come with challenges with regards to uh, supporting people you love, even when they do things that you can see very clearly from experience are poor ideas. i was reminded, though, uh, one of my favorite uh, Zen stories. There's a gentleman who goes to seek out a master, and he says, hey, I want to gain enlightenment. I want to do this thing. How long is it going to take? And the master says, eh, about 10 years. And the guy's a little flummoxed with this, so he says, well, okay, let's try this again. What if I apply myself? What if I really stick to it? What if I like meditate 12 hours a day and read through all the sacred texts and just and just punch right through this? How long's it going to take? Master says, "Well, you know, if you do all that, probably 20 years." The guy is just flabbergasted. He's he's stunned. Says, "Okay." What if I take all the necessary vows, uh, a vow of silence, a vow of study? What if I spend every waking moment in the pursuit? What if I learn to read the text in the actual languages? Uh, What if I do everything to just accelerate this? Masters says to Amal, at that point, it would probably take you a good 40 years. And, and again, the, the gent is just stunned. He's blown away. He can't figure out what this is, why Why this is worse. He's, why is it every time that I suggest ways that I can improve it to to get the goal, you, you keep pushing the goalposts out? And the master basically says, well, if you've got one eye on the goal, you only have one eye on the path. And if you only have one eye on the path, that's, you're not going to, traverse effectively for lack of a better term. I realize I completely buggered that whole thing up but while I have had my eye on the goal of being the sage, while I have had my eye on the goal of being the village elder the, uh, the wise man I neglected actually I neglected to, to even glance toward the goal Because I spent so much time eyes down on the path. uh, Looking at the road, looking for the stumbling blocks, uh, looking for the correct paths, and never actually bothering to raise my head and realize that there was an actual goal to things. So once I gave a little thought to that, and really kind of chewed on it for a bit, I was actually feeling a whole lot better about most things uh, these days, because ultimately... Yeah, it's, it's been kind of a shit show. Uh, there have been some really challenging years. The last decade itself has been... difficult in a, in a very broad, broad array of ways. But all of it has brought me closer and closer to the end goal. All of it has brought me closer and closer to a point where... I'm able to achieve that which I want to do. And what that achievement is, is helping people around me by doing the hard work of gaining experience so that I can then use that experience to help people make better choices for themselves, to help people view their life and their circumstances from a different perspective. And granted, yes, there's coaching down the line, but it's all about trying to make a positive difference for other people by letting them learn from my efforts. So I I don't think Solomon necessarily had to jump through all the hoops. I mean, I know there's all sorts of great stories, uh, particularly about him and the Queen of Sheba. I know that he had made a multitude of mistakes, but I don't necessarily understand if that was along the way or if that was you know, just poof, Uh, God just puts a chip in his brain and all of a sudden he has the vastness of the world's information. Or maybe just a little bit better insight. In any case, I still consider it a valid goal. I still consider it a worthwhile effort. I'm very happy with the way that things have gone and I'm very grateful for the opportunity that I've had to have a lot of the experiences that have put me where I am. Uh, One downside of a podcast, of course, you can't see exactly how much I'm talking with my hands, but let me tell you, it's hilarious. Uh, It is a kick. So, I didn't do a podcast last week. I'm going to do this one. Uh, I'm going to do a second one probably tomorrow. And uh, for the time being, though, keep an eye on the goal. Well, don't keep an eye on the goal. Keep an eye on your path. Understand your goal. And really, if... Understand that uh, even wisdom has its own price. I wish I had a better way to cut this off. I really need to start putting outlines together for these things, but that's just self-critique. The mere fact that I'm doing this is progress, and it's getting a lot more comfortable. It's getting a lot more reasonable, and I hope it's getting a lot easier to listen to. I have been doing a lot of uh, actual monologuing, though, so uh, the next podcast will will be my favorite story of how I got his name, and the next one after that should be uh, myself and Nathan discussing urinal etiquette. As of yet, I haven't listened to any of these yet. I'm going to get it up to probably about number 10 before I bother to. I appreciate the support. I know a lot of people aren't necessarily listening to these, but you know what? At least a couple of people are. I haven't got any critiques yet, but I'm certainly hoping to receive some, and eventually this will turn into a thing. Even if it's just a journaling thing, it's a thing. And I appreciate you and I appreciate your support. I hope you have a great evening.